and welcome to the Unlucky Frog Gaming Podcast. You are joined by uh, your usual hosts, Josh Hartley and uh, Charlotte Porter. Hello. This time. Hello. Uh, this episode is in memorandum of our former host, Benjamin Porter. Yes. He has succumbed to his hay fever. He has been killed by pollen. <laughs> He's been murdered by the summertime. Uh, but we, we are joined on this episode by uh, Dave Wright of uh, Tabletop Scotland. Uh, the convention overlord, I believe, is still your title? Yeah, I think that's what the team is for. Upon consultation with PR, we thought yes. that it was good. it was a decent and relevant title. So, uh, Dave, how are, you, how are you doing at the moment? Uh, good, uh, busy, um, both <laughs> in day job and in other day job. <laughs> Yeah, busy, busy. Yeah, a, a, a good problem to have is uh, the the phrase that often gets kicked about. So you've you've uh, come on to the show uh, again since uh, when? When did we first have you on? That was way back in January, right? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Yeah, he's a fun. He just came up to. The ticket launch, you had a couple of the guys. Of course, yes. You had a, a cameo from Duncan when you were at when the Charlotte and Ben were at his house for Duncan, as I believe it's I believe it's still called. Yes. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you've not you've not had me on since since the original. Yeah. No. So so uh, you wanted to come on and make a few announcements uh, about the uh, about the convention and uh, just uh, it, yeah but, but before we get into that just remind our listeners where, where, when are the dates again first and second of september is that right that's correct yes and it's in it's in perth um mm -hmm. which is um get, you can get to perth from any part of scotland in less than two hours i believe uh, it's, it's known as the heart of scotland i believe it is also the heart of Scotland, yep. and we plan to take gaming to the heart of Scotland. Yeah, oh, I love it. Oh, love it. Excellent. <laughs> Good tagline. <laughs> Good tagline. So, um, what what has happened then uh, since we last had you guys on the show? What else can you tell us about the convention? Um, that's a long list. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, rather than doing a day by day, blow by blow, I think. I mean, the the main thing is obviously at the end of January, our ticket sales started. And mm -hmm. then at the end of May, our event booking system went live. So we had a, a period of spike for ticket sales um, after ticket sales going live. And then we had an R spike um, when people realized they need a ticket to book their events that they wanted. Mm -hmm. um, and then off the back of Expo as well, we had, we had which was you know essentially just a couple of days after event booking going live, we had another kind of spike of activity. Um, we're currently sitting at roughly 280 tickets. Uh, we're just shy of the 280 tickets. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a good number. It's, uh, it's a number that whenever I get asked, I always say I want more, and I do want more. Um, <laughs> but it's a good, it's a good number. Um, it gives us confidence in the run-up to uh, the convention itself because we know that we're going to just we're going to have a number of people who are going to turn up at the door. Uh, yeah, not, yeah everyone, of course. not everyone plans like I do. Um, <laughs> so I think I think that's just the way it is. Um, but it's, it's going well. We've, or, as I say, our event booking has gone live. Role-playing games, I think, are sitting at 57% on, on all online seats booked, um, which is which is good. Um, uh, the, the events are a bit over the place. Some of them are really strong. Some of them are less strong. But I think that's uh, just the nature of the beast. Um, 
and we've also made the recent announcement that the Shadespire event is going to be a grand clash and yeah. I recently shared the lovely trophy pictures as well. Um, I know, I'd, I'd love to get my hands on it, but uh, I, I think I might be a tad busy that day. Tad busy. <laughs> so. now, why, why, why would that be, Josh? Why would you be busy? Oh, I don't know, Dave. It, uh, I sense an announcement <laughs> of some sort coming along. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so I've, one of the reasons I've come on here uh, tonight uh, is obviously to talk about uh, Unlucky Frog Gaming's role within the convention. Um, so one of the things when this harebrained idea became something more than an idea that I wanted to do was was to have another voice at the table, for want of a better phrase. Mm-hmm. Um, and that voice is in the guise of what I've dubbed as a media partner. So the media partner is someone who, or is a group of people who will be obviously unlucky frog. Yay! Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's really there to give us a, a sounding board. A, a phrase that I've used previously is to keep us honest, which sounds mm-hmm. darker than it needs to be. So we're not we're not dishonest, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> we're not dishonest. Um, but it's it's just to have another set of voices and our set of people who will go. Actually, you guys are in that tunnel again, aren't you? You're just thinking about that thing that's in the tunnel. There's there's more you need to be talking about. Um, and just to give us that prod from now and again. Um, similarly, we've also got some seminars that we're hosting. Uh, Bez is doing a, a board game design 101 uh, seminar. Yes. And Michael and Pauline from People Like Us are doing an accessibility yeah. uh, seminar. And I believe they're planning to do an actual breakdown, sorry, teardown, I think the phrase is, uh, oh, yes. of, of a game yeah. as part of the seminar so that people yeah. experience what they go through when they're doing that. And mm-hmm. I need someone to record those seminars. And it makes sense that it's someone who actually knows what they're doing, which is certainly nobody in my team, including myself. <laughs> um, so that, that, those were kind of like the two halves to that equation. Mm-hmm. Um, you then add in, obviously, the, the Room D100 plus one uh, live show rather than seminar yep. that you guys are doing uh, at night is, is, is quite special i think actually so whether that's going to be uh, airable uh, depending on the nature of the content for that <laughs> oh i mean it will it will air on some platform whether whether it comes with warnings uh, is anyone's guess we uh, have to actually officially um on itunes we are explicit really because i believe there was one reference to a singular word and therefore, we are now explicit. So we are we are the dirty podcast. That's just essentially. so you're dirty frogs. So you're not just unlucky. Frogs. Not, no, <laughs> not I, unlucky I, was, frogs. I was actually just going to joke not to be confused with the dirty frog podcast, <laughs> which is of entirely different something, subject matter. Something else entirely. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, no, we we we're all uh, here at the podcast. We're, we're both flattered and honoured yes, to uh, take up the position of media partner. And yes, uh, we will be uh, bringing you live content when uh, we're at the convention yeah. and beyond. We will uh, be recording all these uh, the seminars, yeah. the shows, uh, so that you at home who can't make it uh, up to Perth. Uh, can still enjoy and get in on uh, a bit of the fun. But, uh, yeah, so we've already covered off some of the seminars as well. Uh, We've got a ton of RPGs happening over over the weekend as well. If you haven't already, get yourself booked in on that because, as Dave says, the tickets are going, and once they're gone, they're gone. 
So uh, make sure you book your place on that if you're wanting to get in on a game there. What if um, what, what if people aren't, uh, as you say, as organised as uh, the likes of us and just want to show up and uh, play a tabletop game? Is there going to be any open uh, space for that? There will be. Um, we've It's something that we're very conscious that, as you say, not everyone is as organised as, as, as me or likes to plan as much as I <laughs> Not organised, people are organised. Um, but coming, if you, if you come to the convention and you have no interest even in playing an, a role-playing game or indeed taking part in any of the tournaments, then we'll have, right now it's sitting at 350 to 375 seats of open play space. Um, so, so literally you can come in, you can browse the exhibitors or not browse the exhibitors you can go to the games library or not go to the games library but we will have a, a lot of seats available for people to sit and play games now that could be with people they know it could be with people they don't know it could be games they've brought with them it could be games obviously that they've taken from the library or indeed bought it's mm-hmm. the the ex- having access to just be able to sit down and play a game there and then potentially with someone who knows how to play it as well, um, mm-hmm. then that, yeah. that makes a big difference, I think. The, the the bit that we've kind of tweaked slightly with open play is that we've created a, a big table space because some games, as we all know, take up a lot of space. And, yes. and Firefly is obviously yeah. an example of that. Um, I was thinking Twilight Imperium well, myself, uh, but yes, yeah. Firefly as well. And, and, and what we've done is we've, we've managed to create... Um, Currently, it's four. That may grow, but we've created at least four, if I put it that way, big table spaces. And obviously, we don't want people to hog them for games that aren't big. Mm. And But we're not going to police that because people are sensible. Um, mm-hmm. But it's, it's really just about giving that kind of available space so that people can bring games of that ilk um, so that they don't feel that, well, there's no point in me bringing this because it won't fit in a table. Um, yeah. So yeah, having the open play space is is a key component of any games convention these days because a lot a lot of people like that and certainly mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Expo, which was just three weeks ago. Geez, um, <laughs> it was only three weeks ago. Um, Feels a lifetime it, ago. They, they obviously <laughs> have a lot within the Hilton. And they had a lot within the NEC as well, and and Aircon have open play as a big part of of their kind of gaming. Uh, capacity within the event and we wanted to try and find a balance between kind of scheduled gaming versus unscheduled gaming from a better way of putting it. No, it sounds, sounds exciting. Uh, who, who is it who's providing the games library again, by the way? Yeah, so Kenny from Dice Roll Cafe uh, is providing the games library. We're reviewing the library content with them just now. We've, he's got something like 250 games where um, speaking with him just to make sure we've got a reasonable mix of whether it's heavy Euro or or, or, or Ameritrash, if you want to use those terms, but it's just to make mm-hmm. sure there's a reasonable mix so that and once we get that list fine-tuned, we'll publish it so that people know mm-hmm. what is already available. And that way, if they choose not to bring a copy of Viticulture as, as an example, then they can choose not to bring it because we should yeah. have a copy in the library as an example. Um, and so we'll certainly have about 200 games, possibly 250 games uh, at the show itself. Um, in addition to that, um, we've obviously got Haba, who are there as our family's yeah. own partner, um, mm-hmm. which was a delight to meet 
um, Sarah and the team when we were at Expo, and then a delight to fill my car with all of their games. With them all, um, it's they've they've been fantastic um, in general. Uh, just That's the great. amount of support they've given us, and the the benefit, the, the kind of fringe benefit of them giving us these games is they don't want them back. Um, oh, oh, that's interesting. What are you going to do with all these games? <laughs> we're, not keep, we're not keeping them. Okay. We, we, we plan to do something with them. What that is, I'm open to suggestions. So if any of your listeners have suggestions about what we do with them, other than uh, people wanting to bag them for themselves, obviously. Like, um, yeah, like, let's do something a little honourable. <laughs> so we, we have some ideas ourselves, but it, can, it kind of falls into that category of give us you know, other ideas because um, the default position would be donate them to schools or something yeah, like that. Yeah. That's not a bad idea by any stretch of the imagination. It's just where there's other ideas out there. Exactly. That's great. That sounds brilliant. It, it is. It's, it's a fantastic gesture on their part, um, yeah. which is, and that, that extends to the copies of Garuba they've given us for the Garuba event as well. So it's just it's just crazy. Have you have you managed to acquire a glittery Indiana Jones outfit for for is it is it going to be John? Who's... It's John who would be wearing said outfit should should that uh, notion uh, take him. Um, <laughs> um, we have. I haven't acquired an outfit for him. Whether he has is, is entirely up to him. He may already have one for all we know. Like, this is true. This is something we have not considered yet. Have we actually asked John if he has a spangly, glittery Indiana Jones outfit in his cupboard? I, I try not to get into wardrobe discussions <laughs> with any of my team, frankly, other than the fact that they'll be wearing bright yellow t-shirts. Yes. Conventional. Yes. Mm. <laughs> no, no other wardrobe conversations occur. Um, <laughs> And obviously, uh, conventions like this, uh, as well as you know, a team of dedicated organisers such as yourself, uh, to to put the whole thing together. Um, presumably, you rely on a, a team of volunteers as well to make the whole thing happen. We're going to put, put some context around what we've been doing a little bit, and I'll come back to the volunteers' point, Josh, because it's a really good one. Is okay. So I think last Saturday was it, was it last Saturday? Yeah, it was last Saturday. I had the guys at my house for ten hours. Mm-hmm. Oh yes. I didn't play a single game in those ten hours. I hasten that. I was working on <laughs> hard. Um, and um, a lot, a lot of the topics that we were working on over the next five to six weeks were kind of covered in that session, um, including a component check of all the Haber games. And fortunately, that was a positive outcome. Um, but volunteers was something that we'd kind of gone around in the circles, and because it's it's easy to. Over egg the pudding, excuse the analogy, uh, and have too many volunteers. But yeah. it's also quite easy to think, well, we can just do this all ourselves. So we kind of worked on the basis that John, Duncan, Simon, and myself are not doing anything that weekend apart from firefighting. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. We know there's going to be something that comes up that needs our specific attention. That's going to be that's going to happen. So rather than relying on one of us to be permanently at the front desk or whatever it is, we've we've kind of worked on the basis that we're not in that mix. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So so right now we have I'm gonna get the number wrong, so I won't give one. So we've we've got <laughs> a number of people who have uh, applied to be volunteers. Some of them have been volunteered to be volunteers, I guess um at um 
we we think we've got a good number, but we do want more. Mm-hmm. If only just to give us contingency in case mm-hmm. people get sick or, or whatever. Um, and it's really just to, to give us a bit more flexibility. Um, some of the events that we run need volunteers as well. If I take the example of the, the pandemic survival event, that needs volunteers because you need a team of seven to run that. Um, it's good to have floaters as well. Yeah, we are going to have people who who may have a specific function to do on the Saturday, but don't have a function to do on the Sunday, and are there to be pulled upon should we need them. And we we, we roughly know who that's yeah. going to be. Um, yeah. yeah. But we we haven't specified that yet with the individuals and everything else. Um, but the main kind of area that we are looking for support in right now, uh, yeah. from a volunteer point of view is actually in our gateway zone, which is something that I think is probably something we we need to do more on and talking about in general and really just explaining what we mean by gateway zone. Um, so let me, let me try and have a stab at that, if you don't mind. Yeah. <laughs> we obviously have Asmodee there doing demos, and Asmodee will be mm-hmm. there demoing probably the latest releases that will have been out of Gen Con um, and anything that's come after that. Um, what Gateway is, is it's really just about that introduction to the hobby. So we fully expect, in fact, we know this from the information that our attendees have given us, that we're going to have a lot of people who are beginners to this hobby. They've, mm-hmm. they've maybe played Ticket tonight or they've played Carcassonne or they've played something like yeah. that. Um, or they've played Rhino Hero because they've, they've bought into the fact that it's awesome. Um, yeah. <laughs> and But they've never tried anything else and they don't know where to go. Um, so it isn't maybe isn't a group of people who have a young, a young family because they would go to Haba. Um, yeah. But they need a way of saying, well, if you like this, we think you'll like that. Um, so one of the extended team, uh, Andy, he's, he's running our gateway zone for us. And we mm-hmm. have a number of people earmarked for helping Andy. Um, and we have a list of games that we're planning to use, which we will publish, not quite there yet. Um, uh-huh. But it's it's about having the right skill set to not sell a game, because it's not a sales pitch. It's purely about getting them up and running with a game and then stepping mm-hmm. back, you know, and, and letting them play through it and being there to help them. It's 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 a yeah. bit of a hybrid between a demo and a, and a full blown introduction to the hobby. It's trying to find something in the middle there, and gateway is kind of what we think will do that. Yeah, it's a very uh, specific uh, skill set actually. The ability to teach uh, teach a new game to someone, and uh, I'm I've yet to do it successfully without yeah. at least getting something yeah. wrong. Yeah. <laughs> so. and, and again, it goes back to why none of the team will be directly involved in this. Because if I was involved in that, I'd be rubbish at it. And I know I would be because I'm rubbish at teaching games to people. Because um, I always have been. Because I just skip straight mm. to the this how you play it <laughs> rather than explaining why you're playing it, what it's all about, <laughs> how you win. I just go, no, this is how you play it. Whereas Duncan's very good at explaining how to play games. He is good at that, mm-hmm. but he's going to be busy doing other things that weekend. So yeah. So, so you, you've mentioned some of the zones. Any other zones that are you feel you? Yeah. Want to thank you, Charlotte, for that prompt. <laughs> yeah. um, so we have so we have our open play. We have our play test. Not play test. I'll come back to that. We're our demo zone, which is going to be run by Asmodee. We've actually got yeah. 
I'll announce this, even though I haven't briefed you on the announcement. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> da, da, da. Da, da, da. Um, so the Asmodee demo zone is going to be just one part of our demo zone. Um, Coil Spring Games, who uh, are the distributor for game right games, so that's things like Forbidden Desert, Forbidden Island, and um, Domino. Um, yeah. yeah, things like that, but also they do all the yellow games, um, so things like King of Tokyo. Um, yes, yes, they they will be coming as well, and they'll sub, they'll have their own section, but it'll be there'll be a blurring of lines between the two uh, within the mm-hmm. That's exciting. number of games, including uh, Forbidden Sky, which is Ooh. the new Matt Leacock, um Forbidden game, as it were, which I believe is getting yes. oh, fantastic! Is getting released in September. Um, so yeah, that's that exciting. Um, yeah, they're, they're purely coming to demo. They're not coming to sell. They're just coming to, okay. to help us with more options for people to learn. Uh, that's great. Fantastic. Um, so that's demo. We've already talked about open play, and we're, I'm going to get my list wrong here. So we've got the family zone. I'm going to pull up the website. This is terrible. This is when my wife would tell me you should know this. You did. You did briefly mention the playtest zone. Yeah. So we do have a we do have a playtest zone. So the Ian McAllister, who you know well from uh, the Giant Brain, yes. hello Ian. Um, <laughs> Ian and I have been talking about this for some time. Actually, we're really, really, really keen to have some form of playtest zone at the, at the convention, and we have. Uh, on the website, a uh, kind of sign-up form for that. Um, those who want to play test games or who, you know, who who have a game that's not quite there yet, uh, maybe rough and ready. It's that's exactly what this is for. There's the only thing we're uh, asking for is for it to be a bit structured, so that you know mm-hmm. they, they submit a request for either a 90-minute slot or a three-hour slot. Um, the three-hour slot we ask for a donation to charity. Nine minutes long, don't ask for anything. You need a ticket to come, but apart from that, that's all we're really asking for. Um, and we're keen to. So obviously, it would be within their interests to come, but does a designer have to be present? Say, for instance, they can't come? Um, no, no, because the, the feedback that will be collated on the day is going to be through a standard form. It's a similar approach to how Playtest UK do it at Expo. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and Ian's certainly been very good at, at kind of speaking to guys from Playtest UK to understand how best yeah. to do this. Yeah. It's something that if, if, if a company or, or an individual has a game and they can't physically make it themselves, then if they want to reach out to whether it's people like, like yourselves or even Ian directly, um, yeah. Then mm-hmm. I'm sure we can find a way of getting that on the schedule. Um, it's it's just a question of you know getting a critical mass of it for it to actually yeah. be as well. Yeah. You know because yeah. you know I mean we have a number of submissions already, but it's it, feel, it feels good. like a table or two at the minute, and I'd like it to be slightly bigger. Right, okay. What else have I got? Hang on, that's it. What else have you got? What else have I got? No, I've got the demo zone, got the games library, the gateway zone. Too many zones, it's like Twilight Zone. Too many zones. Uh, calling them zones makes me uh, feel like the Crystal Maze. I'm expecting <laughs> you to say, the Aztec Zone. What? <laughs> like, just... <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of because you didn't, no, you didn't do the escape room, did you? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> I did an escape room not so long ago, mind, which did feel 
they do feel very crystal mazy, they except do. they last an hour, yes. which is yeah. a bit more time than yeah. you're given on the crystal yes. maze. But, but a six-hour six TV <laughs> program probably wouldn't go down. So, although, actually, six hours of crystal maze, I've, I've probably done that on some that. weekends. So there's not going to... Crystal maze isn't going to be Sorry, there. yes. I'm. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be getting everybody's hopes up. Let's not set that expectation. But are there going to be... You've mentioned some of the things that will be happening. I think you mentioned the pandemic as well. What other things will be happening sort of yeah. that are noteworthy? All of it. All of it's obviously noteworthy. All of it's worthy, um, obviously. So, as I say, the role-playing is a yep. big deal, um, particularly because that's that's how I got into this in the first place yeah. as a hobby. Um, we recently had it confirmed what the D&D ethics was going to be um, mm-hmm. as well. So it's going to be the Red War, which is a new storyline that they launched at Origins, which is on the two. Wow. Um, and we will be, I think, uh, the first UK-based event to host that. Um, I'm sure another convention or club will come along and win it. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but right, but right now, as of this moment. Um, we've also had it confirmed what premiere content we will have, but that's not quite ready to go. Hush, hush. That we will have potentially three different mm-hmm. scenarios that will sit in the premiere content, which might mean I need to rejig the event yeah. schedule a little bit. Uh, but we'll brief mm-hmm. all the people who have signed up yeah. on that before we do that. Um, but that's really exciting because premiere content is essentially saying we will be the first convention where you yeah. can play this. Mm-hmm. Um, which is really kind of cool. Um, the the rest of the, the role playing is is all on the website, so it's, it's all up there. We've got lots there, and we're still getting the submissions and even now, which is great. Um, we've got the Shakespeare yep. and Clash that I've mentioned um, with the official Games Workshop trophies, and we will be getting official Games Workshop other Ooh, things as well to go alongside yep. that, which is really which is really exciting. Um, we've got our Catan UK mm-hmm. national qualifier, and the price pack for that is heavy. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's really, when, the box, when the box arrived, I was like, what on earth is in this? Um, but it's just full of stuff, mm. which is great. Um, so things like every attendee will get a Catan Hawaii oh, yeah. map, which is a poster of Hawaii with Catan. Uh, kind of, uh, emblems I mean, on that's it. amazing. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's really cool. I, I didn't think I would find it that yeah. exciting, but it is. It's really cool. Um, and then there's all sorts of other things as well within that kit. Um, that like every every time you get a a sheep badge, which is you know for from a Catan perspective, that's kind of cool. Can you trade uh, one for a wood badge? Uh, oh. In this kit, I, I have no idea if you go to another <laughs> UK national qualifier where they will have you just, one or you not. just go at the middle of the convention uh, centre yeah. and just go, I've got sheep badge for wood badge. <laughs> just like... <laughs> I would be interested in is the new Catan, the, the one that's the Incan one. Yes. They have replaced sheep for alpaca. I want yeah. all the alpaca. Yeah, that, that, that was going down an absolute storm at Expo. Um, yeah. I know um, Ilsa, who is one of the Asmodee demo team, she was the team manager for the um, for the Catan Area uh, Expo. Uh, she was having a whale of a time. 
because um, she was bossing people around. But, um, but they, they, <laughs> they were involved the whole time at Expo. And I think that was oh. one of the main reasons, which is really good. Excellent, excellent. So obviously we've been talking about Tabletop Scotland, but I know that you're going to be very busy between now and Tabletop Scotland. <laughs> Not just with Tabletop Scotland things. Yes. So <laughs> why don't you tell us? Because I don't think you've mentioned what oh. it is you're doing, Dave. <laughs> Uh, well, before, before I get to that, everything that we need to do needs to be done by the <laughs> 31st, no, 29th of July, which answers for my birthday. It all has to be done by then. Okay. <laughs> because on the 31st of July, I get on a plane. Um, okay. And yeah. I want it all done before I get on the plane because I'm going to Gen Con. Um, going to Gen Con? Um, and I have a press pass for Gen Con as well. How on earth did I get that? I have no idea. Um, it's, <laughs> it's, 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 well, what is Gen Con? If, you're, if your listeners don't know what Gen Con is, then I'll give a quick overview of that. Is, it, it is, it's four days, oh, I happen to be wearing my Gen Con t-shirt, of 2014. Yeah. The best four days in gaming is the tagline. And um, it's, so, how many attendees? 64,000 uniques last year so okay if yeah. you think about that that's what three times the size of expo from an attendee perspective an, ex- an expo massive. was massive yeah. the thing that always catches me off guard whenever i talk about numbers with gen con though is the number of events the gen con is hosting this year is seventeen thousand. wow right so okay i don't i, I can't I can't even wrap my head around the sort of organisational brain yeah. that would be required to orchestrate that. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Now, an event can be anything from a publisher doing a demo of a game to yeah. a role-playing session to a 40K tournament to, you know, whatever, a Battletech event, which I'll be doing on the Sunday. Yeah. Um, so there's, there's a lot of things that go on there because it has this – it gets tagged with the trade show um, – uh, kind of tag because a lot mm-hmm. of certainly North American publishers release all their product at it. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they do, and the exhibitor hall is ginormous, but it's got 17,000 events as well. <laughs> so it's kind of like it's mo- there's more to it than just the trade hall, um, which is one of the reasons why I, why, why I go to that rather than say yes, because I'm not going to buy things, I will buy things, yeah. I'm not going to mm-hmm. buy things. Uh, I'm going to play D&D because it's one of the few times we'll ever play it. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm also going there to play <laughs> the new Sentinels of the Multiverse card game. Just oh, okay. yeah. I'm yeah. also going to play a new Judge Red card game that has uh, been released uh, which is a two-player, right, two-player wow. block war game, which is kind of cool. Hoping to acquire a copy while I'm there, if they'll give me one. Um, and I'm playing Battletech because, again, it's one of the few times I'll ever play Battletech, so I'll do that there. Mm-hmm. And I'll be probably drinking beer and yep. eating lots of unhealthy food. And then I'll be having steak. I'll be having a steak on the Sunday night because that's what we did four years ago. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, ho- and hoping to meet up with various people there because we know that Sarah and Nigel from One Free Elephant are going to be there. Um, Tristan mm-hmm. Hall from Hall of Nothing is going to be there. Yeah. Uh, in fact, Tristan messaged me a couple of days ago, and we're going to try and meet up for a beer, or you might even join us for the steak. Uh, we'll see. Um, so that it, it'd be good to kind of meet up with anybody there. I'm more than happy to do that. I mean, I know full well that whilst I have a schedule, and yes, it is in a spreadsheet. Um, 
it will change <laughs> between now and then. I'll drop things, mm -hmm. I'll add things, or I'll end up doing none of it, whichever happens. Uh, I want to do some of it, though. I don't want it to be yeah. like Expo, where all I did was talk. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. I didn't play any games apart from Ticket to Ride New York. But yeah, that, that, that's a big deal. It's, it, for me, it was booked before the convention was booked. And yeah. I want everything or as much as possible to be done before I get on the plane. So yeah. yeah, that's fair. So when I'm there, I can enjoy it. And when I come back, yeah. I'm just dealing with issues rather than trying to rush to do things. Yeah. Yes. One of the things you've just reminded me of, actually, talking about communication and not just talking, but gaming and things like that, is I noticed that on Facebook there's now a Tabletop Scotland chat group. Yes, yes. Yes, so what's that all about? So Facebook is, love it or loathe it, it's, it's a very popular thing. Um, and it has, through pages, the ability to broadcast, right? Yes. You can broadcast out as much as you like about it. People can't really engage with it back the way other than directly commenting on what you're broadcasting. Mm -hmm. um, the group, which is a fr frustration, which I'll come back to the frustration. <laughs> um, the, the group, the idea behind it was, well, it kind of goes back to open gaming, if I'm honest. Um, open gaming is about really people being self-organized. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. People coming and organizing themselves, whereas to meet up with people they don't normally see. Or, or whatever, and they just get together and they play games. The group is there to help organize that because it will get people who aren't me, John, Duncan, or Simon talking to each other yeah. about what's happening. Um, the frustration I've got is that the, the, the linking a group to a page is supposed to let you invite everybody who likes the page into the group. Hasn't quite worked out like that because okay. um, it's only let me invite about uh, a quarter, in fact, less than a quarter, probably a fifth of our, of our lights, because we're currently sitting at, as he checks, because his brain isn't working properly, uh, we're currently sitting at 875 lights. That's been up since I checked earlier. There you go. By the way, Mark Cook, if you're listening, we're less than 100 behind you, mate. Oh, we're coming uh, for you, Mark. Oh. Coming for you. Them's fine. <laughs> Um, but I mean, that, that, that's a nice thing. It's a nice number. Um, it'd be great if that number of people obviously came to the event. Um, mm -hmm. But similarly, ideally, I'd like that number of people in the group interacting. Because yeah. um, yeah. then it means that we can respond to things quicker and take feedback on yeah. the readiness for the event and indeed during and after the event yeah. as well. Mm -hmm. It also drums up a lot of interest, gets people excited before the fact. Do you know what I mean? People are already uh, yeah. linking in. They're already. I've already signed up for a game of Chinatown. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's it. It's great. It's what it's all about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, Michael's Coffee Chinatown is currently on my shelves in front of me. It, it I'm looking forward to it. Last time I played it, I won. I'm going to win again. Do you know why you? Do you know why you won though, Charlotte? Why? You weren't playing against me. Is that right? I that's will. That's it. It's on right set. We're I all going to play it now. I will. I, I'm right. I, I, I'm very rarely this confident about a game. Yeah. I will. I will murder you. I'd like to see Shana, you. Try. I played Chinatown with Duncan oh, six months ago, maybe even longer than that. I'm sure he is memory better than mine. And I didn't win, but I had one whole quadrant that was mine. And I owned the whole thing. Everything in it was mine. 
I didn't win, but it was cool that I had no. one whole section <laughs> myself. I had one of those ones where I didn't know I was winning. I actually sort of, I think by about maybe a quarter of the way through, I thought, oh, well, I'm not going to win. I will just try and dick in everyone and ended up winning. And that turned out to be a, a <laughs> so good that strategy is, in Chinatown. That is the strategy. The best is, from the get-go. The, the best is when you're in a hard negotiation and you actually threaten to plant a useless shop on this really valuable plot of land just to annoy someone. Just to wing them up. Yeah. That's exactly what you would do. And that is the beauty of tabletop gaming. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> new, new and innovative ways to fall out with your friends. Exactly. It, it is. And, and it's, it, the, the whole thing is the beauty of as a hobby, without me going all um, soapy for a minute, but it is just about getting people at the table and having fun together. Yeah, you know, I, I I did win the game of Whistle Stop on Friday, and I did enjoy that. It was great, but I didn't have won anything else I've played since Friday, and I've played five games since Friday. Um, so, it, but that's not what I play. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. it's 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 also the five. Some of the feedback I've had since Expo was. But if you didn't play the games at Expo, why did you go? I'm like, well, I didn't go to Expo to play games. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm not organising a games convention to play games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's it's the same same thing. I want other people to play games. Uh, yeah. I, I play games every week. So let's get more people playing games every week. Exactly. Too right. Exactly. Too right. Well, I think that's just about all the time we have. But uh, just finally, uh, just one quick note, Dave. Say someone is wanting to get their ticket or wanting to get booked on an event or wanting to volunteer or pretty much anything to do with Tabletop Scotland, what website do they need to go to? So it's www.tabletopscotland.co.uk. If they have a question, uh, they can either use our contact us form or they can just email us at info at tabletopscotland.co.uk. We're also available on all the usual social medias, so Facebook, Tabletop Scotland, Twitter, Tabletop Scott, and Instagram, although I'm still not sure how to use it, uh, Tabletop Scott as well. Um, yeah, people can get in touch with us and they can get in touch with me directly on Facebook or Twitter or whatever. Um, it's, we're, we're very open to suggestion and help mm-hmm. as well. Fantastic. Brilliant. Well, look, Dave, pleasure having you on the show again. Thanks very much for coming. We're well, really looking for forward to yeah. uh, Tabletop Scotland. But, uh, guys, until uh, next time, take care and we'll uh, see you soon. Bye. 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 We are Unlucky Frog Gaming and I am Ben. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Just search for Unlucky Frog Gaming. You can also show your support by giving us money through the Unlucky Frog Patreon. And be sure to check out our website, unluckyfrog.com, to find out more. Mm-hmm.